So now you're so excited about neurofeedback, you want to find a provider. Well, in this episode, I'm going to tell you just how to find a great one. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. Join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're going to talk about how to find the right neurofeedback provider for you, whether you're just curious about it or you're ready to jump in. So let's dive in on how to find that perfect provider for your child and family. Hi, Dr. Roseanne here, and so glad you are here listening and learning about neurofeedback in this series about neurofeedback, and hopefully you're considering it for your child, yourself, or somebody you care about. Maybe you're an educator who wants to learn more and talk about it with one of your families because you can. (laughs) Many teachers, I have had my students that I've treated in their class and have really help parents find me. And I just think that's pretty incredible. Teachers are amazing human beings who have a lot of influence over parents. So let's talk about what to look for in a neurofeedback provider and really how to find a neurofeedback provider. Before we dive into that, I work remotely with people all over the world and it is an option. You have to apply to work with me because it is, we offer the Brain Behavior Reset Program. We offer full support. We are not a one-off a la carte place. We want your brain and behavior reset. That's why it's called Brain Behavior Reset. And we want you to lick this thing that is whatever is going on, whether it's ADD and OCD. We want you to live a much better quality of life as a family. And we want your kid, whatever age they are, to get better and stay better. And that's what the resources are. And and that's why it's a program that's really wraparound and very premier and intensive because... This is what I've been doing for 30 years, and I know what works, and that's what's incorporated in this program. So let's talk about how to find somebody. So first of all, there are providers all over the world. Yay! (laughs) This is an awesome thing, and I am on the board of the Northeast Region Biofeedback Society, something that I've been part of eight years which is pretty incredible. And we've had amazing speakers, including Bessel van der Kolk and other people who are making a difference in the field and helping people to understand what integrative therapies are and why they are so effective and safe and why we need to consider these as alternatives to medications. There is a whole other world and I want to prevent people from going down that medication rabbit hole. I talked to childhood friend this morning and his wife. I was like, look, before we get started, I'm sure your kid with OCD is on an SSRI and probably Abilify because that's the drug of choice, even though that's not indicated for OCD. And she's like, yes. And I was like, but it's not working because you're calling me and you've never done exposure and response prevention. Is that correct? So this is what we do. We calm the brain and then we teach you new ways to do it. And I was neurofeedback's part of it. And she was like, my kid said to me, I wish every kid would say this. My kid said, mom, these providers do not understand OCD. You need to find somebody who can, who understands OCD and can show me how to deal with it because I'm sick and tired of this. That's good parenting that he spoke up like that. 
So I'm going to be so happy and excited because I love, even if a kid doesn't want to get rid of whatever is going on, when the brain is calm, we can do that. So how can you find a provider? So there are providers all over the world. Some are certified, some are not. Finding a certified provider through bcia.org is the best place to start. And a certified provider, again, I didn't start out certified, but so we want to make sure that there are providers that aren't certified for whatever reason. But what we know about certification is they've met strict criteria. They've had to have worked with a certain number of people. They have to have a certain number of mentoring hours. And they really have had to show themselves that they have met the criteria to not only receive their initial certification, board certification, but continuing education credits, continuing to get support for that. Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to 13ALERTMORE to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to 13ALERTMORE. So that's really important to understand that. And again, you can go to bcia.org. When they are board certified in neurofeedback, it's BCN. And when they are board certified in biofeedback, they are BCB. And sometimes they're both. So that's the first place to start. And then, you know, secondly, the other place to start is a Google search because you might be in... I have somebody who flies in from France in actually have more than one person that flies in from France and where they live, they said there's only two kinds of providers, one in a hospital, and it tends to be neurological issues and concussions. Little fun fact that neurofeedback is often used in neuromodulation clinics that are attached to university hospitals and they use it when nothing else has worked. I know. Why don't they do it first? It's called pharma. <laughs> but that is what happened. So it's that or she said it's sort of like woo-woo, hippy-dippy providers. There's no people close to her that is focused on children's mental health. And this parent wanted to come to me because that's what I do. And she had a lot of respect for my work. I'm very serious about what I do. So we can do a Google search and you want to talk to them. So I think the next question obviously is... Let's say you have a lot of kids with PANS and PANDAS and OCD, a lot of kids who have mood disorders and are very angry, certainly have a lot of anxious kids as well. So I have kids that are not exactly the easiest to parent. They tend to reflect their inner struggles, maybe inflammation, maybe worries, whatever is going on in outward behaviors. They tend to be more externalizers, as I talk about. So you can be an internalizer and externalizer. Internalizers are those kids that, you know, you can visualize them kind of sitting there with worried looks, 
They don't really act out aggressively or snap at you where externalizers can be verbally aggressive. They can act out. And so what I like to do is if you've got an externalizer, you want to say, listen, my kid is an externalizer. He might tell me to F off or he might kick the wall. He might even kick your tech, whatever. Those are extremes. But wherever they are, you want to say, do you have experience with that? Forget about the clinical diagnosis. We use the word ADHD. I don't know what, I don't know two ADD kids that look the same. <laughs> Everyone is so different because they have strengths and weaknesses and they have different support systems and different education. It's very, very different. There's so many factors that make up how that clinical issue manifests itself daily. So we want to find out, do you have experience with these behaviors? That's what you want to ask for. They're not going to be able to tell you their success rates, right? We can only look to the research. For example, with ADHD, there's research as high as 91% in significant improvement in in attention, impulsivity, hyperactivity. And it really depends, right? If we're doing a wraparound, so, you know, go back and listen to the previous episode about how neurofeedback changes the brain. If you're really doing a wraparound or listen to my episode on brain behavior reset and how we calm, then the brain can come online easier. It all depends on a lot of factors, but we really want to ensure that that provider has experience with X, Y, and Z. You don't want to go to an adult provider. You don't. Even if they're willing to try. I'm the only person that has a BCI-approved webinar on pans and pandas and neurofeedback. I am the authority. So what does every provider do? They watch my training. And that's okay, but you're just, the experience isn't there. So you have to have realistic expectations about what are the outcomes if you're using somebody who doesn't have experience. I'm more concerned about how they manage behaviors, right? Parents come in and they're like, I'm so sorry. They won't sit or they won't do that. And I was like, please let that go at the door. We're here to support you. It's our job to support them when they're here. We need your help, but we need your help with understanding them better and what are their motivations and what can we do? We don't even bat an eye. So I'm not saying I want to be kicked, but it's not like, what do you mean? The kid's got to be really well behaved. I mean, that's why people sometimes work with adults because they feel that they can control their behaviors better. So do they have experience in that condition? Do they have experience in that behavior? And ask about how many sessions you think it is. Somebody says 10 sessions, run. We know that it takes at least 20 sessions. You want to plan to come two or three times a week. You want to find out what kind of equipment they're using. I do EEG neurofeedback. There is no bad neurofeedback, but certain neurofeedback is better for certain conditions. And I feel like kids' brains do better with EEG neurofeedback versus any other kind. That's what works for my population. That's it. But there are other kinds and I think they can be great too. It really depends on that skill set of that provider and what they have to offer. Don't expect to go to a chiropractor and they're going to help you understand your child's behavior. They don't have that training. Doesn't mean that they can't do a good job with neurofeedback, but it means you need a therapist or a behaviorist or some other things. So I think these are some of the things that become people complain about, right? So you can have a board certified physical therapist doing neurofeedback who's really focused on bladder control. And then you try to take your kid to them who has bladder control issues, but then is also pants. They're not going to know anything about pants unless that's their specialty area. It doesn't mean they can't. So really try to figure it out. And it's the same thing for psychotherapy. It's the same thing with medical care. 
get somebody who really understands your area or is willing to do that. So board certification understands the symptoms, is really giving you a realistic idea of the number of sessions and painting the picture of what it looks like in terms of weekly care and also is offering you some other support because neurofeedback alone isn't enough to create lasting change. So I hope that is helpful for you and finding a provider is not always easy, but there are wonderful providers all over the world. And I am proud to call myself a board certified neurofeedback provider, just like my peers, because we all came into this profession because we saw that there needed to be something else. So I hope you really consider neurofeedback and stay for neurofeedback frequently asked questions. Parenting is hard. And there are so many ups and downs. Just know that no matter what is going on with your kid and family, it's going to be okay. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 